One thing they don't tell you about being a teacher is how to teach classroom procedures. Now, you might have been lucky and been there during student teaching when your mentor teacher taught classroom procedures, but the reality is many of us were not there and we just showed up to our mentor teacher's class and our students were magically trained, which left us then confused and not quite sure what to do during the first couple weeks of school when we were trying to figure out how to teach or introduce classroom procedures during that first week of school. Can I let you in on a little secret? I was terrible when it came to classroom procedures during my first couple of years of teaching. In fact, I was so lost when it came to teaching classroom procedures that I just thought my students weren't listening or behaving during the middle and towards the end of the year. But the reality is I wasn't teaching my students effectively how to go about classroom procedures. I would introduce what a classroom procedure was, but I wouldn't go in depth about it. This showed up as I felt like my students weren't listening to me. They wouldn't follow directions. They were out of their seat constantly. They were talking over me. They were not sitting crisscross at the carpet. You get the idea. And if you can relate to any of this, I bet you that you are scrolling Instagram and socials trying to figure out what on earth is going on and how to fix your problem. Well, if you can relate to this, hang tight because I'm going to share the top three mistakes I made when it came to teaching classroom procedures in second grade. Hey, teacher bestie. My name's Helena and I'm the creator of the Present Teacher Podcast. I'm a first year teacher coach. And in this podcast, you are gonna learn everything from simple, actionable classroom management, social emotional learning, and teacher wellness strategies. You know that impact you wanna make in the classroom? Well, we're gonna make it happen here. Before we get started, I want to give you a little backstory on my experience with classroom procedures. You see, I did undergo a 10-month placement for my master's program. However, by the time I joined my first mentor teacher, she had already trained her kindergartners all about her classroom expectations and procedures, so I had completely missed it all. And then during my second placement, at that point, it was the middle of the year. So again, my fourth grade mentor teacher had already figured out and implemented her classroom procedures. So when it came time to have my own classroom, I had no idea where to start. That's when I ran into lovely Miss May from One Fab Teacher, and she taught me some valuable lessons when it comes to classroom procedures And I took the information and what I learned from her and I kind of adapted it over time. I started experimenting with what worked with my teaching style and I started making it my own. Along this journey, I quickly realized that I was in fact teaching classroom procedures wrong. So here are the top mistakes I made when it came to teaching second grade classroom procedures. The first mistake I made was I wasn't modeling what it should look like and sound like when it comes to classroom procedures. I would tell my students that I wanted them to walk across the classroom and sharpen their pencil or walk across the classroom to get a drink of water, but I wouldn't model it for them. Even though I had experience with learning the release model or the I do, you do, we do, I didn't implement that when it came to my classroom management and it quickly showed. My students would do what I thought or did what they thought I was meaning in the first day and then they would need constant reminders and that was because I didn't thoroughly model what it should look like and sound like and I didn't have them practice it after I modeled it. Instead, I just told them once and expected them to remember the 
remember it. That's why I highly recommend when you introduce a new procedure, you talk about what it should look like and sound like, and you model it. You show them the right way to do things, and you have a discussion about what you did right and what specifically you did and what it sounded like. Later in the year, I would get frustrated when my students weren't doing exactly what I told them at the beginning of the year, and it's no wonder I wasn't properly modeling those procedures to my students. That's what makes this mistake number one such a big thing. Make sure to model the procedure you're asking your students to do. The second classroom procedure I made when it came to teaching second grade classroom procedures was I wasn't providing a visual for my students. Now, the first couple of years when I was learning about classroom procedures, I would eventually model what it looked like and sound like, but I wouldn't have a visual reminder of what that should look like. So that way, later in the year, my students could refer back to it and do a self-check if they were following the expected procedure. Particularly, I remember in kindergarten, one of my teachers doing this. My kindergarten teacher, Mrs. Wallace, had a poster of a student sitting at their desk. And what I remember is the student had their feet flat on the floor, their knees were bent, their hands were on their lap or on their desk, their mouth was in a smile and quiet, and their eyes were facing forward. Now, the fact that she actually reviewed this procedure so much and went over this visual so much, and I can remember it over 20 years later just comes to show how important visuals are. You can create visuals for what it should look like and sound like, whether you are sitting at your desk, sitting at the carpet, maybe what it should look like and sound like washing your hands. Either way, it never dawned on me when I first started teaching to create a visual on these procedures, but it's a great way to remind your students what it should look like and sound like as they interact throughout the classroom. The third mistake I made when it came to teaching classroom procedures for second grade was I wasn't reviewing the classroom procedures after the first time I introduced them. So I would introduce them the first week of school, and then throughout the year, my students would start to forget what was expected of them, and then they wouldn't follow expectations. I would then get frustrated that they weren't doing so, but the reality was I wasn't reviewing it with my students and I wasn't having them practice. I don't know about you, but I can remember so many times that I forgot how to do something. The same goes for our kids. That's what makes this mistake such a big one. Make sure to go back and review with your kids your classroom procedures. I specifically like to review my classroom procedures when it comes to the end of a break or we're just coming back from break or any time that I notice my students are starting to forget the classroom procedure. We'll take some time to discuss what it looks like, sounds like, we'll go over over the visual, and then I'll have them practice it until they get it right. Never be afraid to practice with your students. You're not being mean when you're doing that. You're helping them learn and help them remember. On average, it takes 27 times for someone to do something before it becomes a habit. And that's essentially what a classroom procedure is. You're trying to get your students to master something until it becomes a habit, until it becomes natural. That way, at the end of the year, like I said, they can run it by themselves because they've been doing it for so long. It's a natural habit. And that's what you're trying to do for your classroom procedures.
Those are the top three mistakes I made when it came to teaching classroom procedures in second grade. I hope you found this helpful. If you did, I would really appreciate it if you can subscribe. That way this book can reach even more second grade teachers. And then you can also get notified whenever I release a new video about teaching second grade. And if you are a new elementary teacher and you have more questions about teaching in elementary grade level, I highly recommend you check out Elementary Teacher guide where I answer the top 10 questions I get about teaching at the elementary level. Thank you so much, Teacher Bestie. I'll see you next time. Bye! Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. I hope that you were able to take away some value that will help you thrive inside and out of the classroom. It would mean the world to me if you could take five seconds right now and leave a review on this podcast. And if you found this podcast especially helpful, make sure to take a screenshot of this episode right now and tag me on your socials to let me know you're listening. As always, remember that we are stronger together with all the love in the world, Helena, aka the present teacher. See you next time, teacher bestie.